0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Welcome. I am rec- coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio today. Today is March 15th. It's a chilly day here in the city of Cleveland, and we're going to basically today on Talk Back just cover uh, this week's latest topics. We're going to talk about the uh, epidemic, the coronavirus, of course. We're going to talk about that and what's going on around the country and actually around the world with the uh, pandemic, Corona virus. And first, we're going to take care of just a bit of business. Our sponsor is Safe Step Walk In top Give them a call. 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. They have the industry's leading step in. They will actually come out, give you a free estimate, talk to you about revamping your bathroom entirely to make it more accessible, more comfortable for your loved ones. If they're having some trouble getting in and out of their existing tub, if they've had surgery, if they actually need a way to step into uh, the shower uh, and uh, bathe themselves without having to lift their legs and go over. So you may need a complete makeover for the bath. Give Safe Step walk-in tub a call 1-888-214-7020. at 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. And certainly you can go to their website at go safestep.com. Again, welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back. And uh, we're going to talk about some politics, of course, and things that have been going on in the political world here in the United States. Um, I haven't been out there to you in about a week, so I wanted to touch upon uh, some of the prior primary elections that we've uh, been through, and of course, um, with uh, the big win that uh, Joe Biden had in South Carolina was huge, of course. And I'm going to talk about and I'm going to feature some information on Jim Clyburn and his uh, direct effect on that victory for Joe Biden uh, there in South Carolina and how it totally shifted the political scene for the Democratic Party, so we're going to talk about that, but um, it appears that since Biden did win, South Carolina, he won handily in the state of South Carolina, primarily because of Jim Claiborne's endorsement, but not only did he win in South Carolina, but then Super Tuesday came upon us on March 3rd, and he picked up nine states. Out of, I think, 15 states that held a primary, he picked up South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, Virginia, Alabama, Tennessee, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Massachusetts. He picked up all those states. And uh, Bernie did pick up uh, California in Super Tuesday, and uh, I think his home state of Vermont, uh, and maybe another one there somewhere. But the thing is, um, Super Tuesday, as well as a victory in South Carolina for Joe Biden has clearly made him now the front runner and probably the Democratic nominee for President of the United States. So that's where we are politically. Makes me wonder with the Iowa caucus and the primary that was held in New Hampshire as to going forward here, what really does it matter with these Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire uh, caucus? Because so many of the political minds put so much emphasis on Iowa. Who wins Iowa generally goes on to win uh, the presidential nominee. And Joe Biden did not fare well in Iowa or New Hampshire. He lost both to Bernie Sanders. So I'm wondering now what real effect and influence does the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary really have on picking the next president of the United States. I'm beginning to wonder, is that now fading? Not sure, but uh, we've got primaries coming up next Tuesday here in my home state of Ohio and, of course, Florida and a few other places. And um, uh, Biden looks heavily favored in Ohio. He won Michigan. He carried Michigan. He carried Minnesota. Minnesota. Other Midwestern states, now Ohio, is coming into play. And believe all you want to believe, believe all the hype that you want to believe. But he who who wins Ohio and Michigan, as well as South Carolina, generally becomes the next president of the United States. And that has been proven over time and time again. So we shall see there. But that kind of brings you up to date with a lot of the political scene. Biden is strong now. His There has been a total shift in the Democratic Party. You've had now Warren, uh, uh, uh You've had uh, Buttigieg. You've had many of them now drop out of the race here. And now there's just a 2 it's a two-horse race here with the Democratic Party, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And Bernie has lost a lot of juice. However, they're still going to hold the debate that's coming up. It will be a two-candidate two debate, Democratic debate. And Bernie has publicly stated he will not just drop, drop out of the race. He's going to continue on, and he's going to participate in the debate. So it will be very interesting to see how these two... Um, Duke it out, so to speak. I'm sure a lot of the topic, of course, is going to be on the pandemic, uh, the coronavirus crisis that we are now facing. I'm sure a lot of the debate questions will uh, entail that. How are we going to, how they would, as pre- if they become president of the United States, how they would, um, as commander in chief of this country, put out a plan. To help stop the spread of the coronavirus and what would be appropriate first uh, for everyone here in the country and, and where we need to hopefully they'll lay out a plan that we all can follow suit and be on one page and one accord as a country and as citizens of this country and that where we can all number one stop the spread of it get testing uh, com- uh, all over the country uh, efficient testing and quit testing to everyone, make it available to everyone. Uh, I do know that Congress has um, pretty much given their, uh, their imprint on the new bill and it's passed in Congress and I think Senate now just has to give it a yes um, and whether they're gonna make funds available for testing where uh, we will not have to pay for testing of the coronavirus. And uh, they're also going to make sure that there is company paid sick time, sick leave available to employees. Uh, If they do need to take time off, we've all heard of all all of the school closings all over the country here in Ohio and specifically in Cuyahoga County where I live, uh, there has been closing of the schools. So hopefully this upcoming debate will give us some real concrete answers on how they would, if they were to become president of the United States, how they would handle this current crisis that we find ourselves in. So I think those, and those are appropriate questions right now. That's on everyone's mind. Of course, yes, the economy is on our minds, but I think we all are now at the point where we all realize that this coronavirus certainly is going to affect the economy. It had already started to do so uh, with the stock market. And yes, I know the latest news is the stock stock market did uh, make its way back up in record numbers, but don't hold your breath on that one. Don't expect that to last. If the coronavirus crisis continues, no doubt about that. So um, yeah, so the debates coming forth, It's going to be a two-man debate for the Democratic Party. There are no longer any other candidates uh, for Democratic nominations, just the two, Joe Biden, former Senator Joe Biden, and Senator Bernie Sanders. So we shall see how that pans out. Clearly, Joe Biden is a front-runner now. He has the Jews. He has the He has the backings. I'm hearing, I've heard, I'm sure you have as well, Bloomberg uh, is planning to spend money, continue to spend money on getting the vote out to hire staffers and folks who want to come and work to get voter registration up for the Democratic side, So, which is great news. I'm glad to hear that, that he decided to, even though he has no chance, of course, uh, and he's no longer in the ra- in the running, but I am. I was very happy to hear that he's going to continue give us give funding to the Democratic Party and to help get the get the vote out there, which is key, which is important. We need the funding. The current administration, Donald Trump, the current president, uh, continues to have his uh, his donors pour in the money. So the Democratic side needs. They need the uh, the funding as well. So, yeah, that's what's going on politically. And Biden, have you noticed, looks more confident, more assertive. I've noticed his ads are more positive. He's even started running the ads with the former president, Barack Obama, in the ad uh, while he was vice president and how he. He threw in his accolades that he bestowed upon Joe Biden. Those are running now in the ads. Didn't see those before. I didn't see them. I don't know if you did. But you're seeing a more assertive, a more confident Joe Biden. And no doubt these last primary elections have done that for him. He now feels like he has this thing. And I'm glad, I must say that I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see the confidence At the debates, the debates that I watched, I was extremely disappointed in how chaotic it looked, how chaotic it sounded. They were basically yelling back and forth at one another. And I thought, what a terrible way to waste precious time to give us, the American voters, reasons to vote for you. Why not just give us positive reasons to vote for you and give us a plan that you have to carry this country forward instead of just constantly bickering and yelling at one another. I was so disappointed in the debate. I'm glad to see the shift now. I'm glad to see the momentum upswing uh, in the direction of Joe Biden. Um, So, I mean, if that tells you who I'm going to vote for, so so be it. But I'm glad to see it. And I like to, I can't wait for the debate between Joe Biden, if he does go on to win the Democratic nominee, not the debate between him and President uh, Donald Trump. Cannot wait for that. Chopping at the bit for that. I do hope that those that are going to prepare Joe Biden, prepare him well, prepare him uh, to not get rattled, do not let Trump rattle him with his misfacts and misnomers and his miscalculations of numbers cuz you believe me they're coming in the upcoming debate they're coming he's going to have numbers that are going to be erroneous he's going to have facts that are going to be statements that are going to be erroneous and that's like what he did in 2016 he's going to do the same believe me there's there's nothing not going to be anything different that Donald Trump is going to offer us it's going to be the same miscalculation of information And he's going to count on the voters not to really know themselves the facts so that he can sweep through his supporters and they can just support him without really knowing the real facts of his last four years in office. The facts. That's all we want. I know that's all I want. And I believe that's all that you, my listeners, want as well. The facts. Uh, what has four years under the Trump administration meant for this country? Good, bad, or indifferent? I can handle the facts. Yes, and we can handle the truth. We can certainly handle the truth. So um, that's coming forward. I'm looking forward to the primary um, ending. Looking forward to the nominee. I'm not sure. I haven't heard which city will hold the Democratic convention. I haven't heard which city is going to hold the Republican convention. We had it four years ago here in the city of Cleveland, and um, I was excited about it. That was a good time here for the city. Brought a lot of international people here, a lot of politicians here, a lot of business here to the city. And I think we, we did very well with it. I think our grade was pretty good uh, for hosting the, uh, Republican national convention here four years ago. Not sure where it's going to be, where it's upcoming. We're, uh, not sure on the democratic side where it's going to be held. Haven't heard anything on that side either. So, but looking forward to all that information coming down the pike, you're listening to talk back hosted by yours, truly Gloria Shea. Our sponsor is safe step walk in tub leader in the industry, uh, offer, uh, packages for financing, member of the Better Business Bureau, all in all, a number one company to work with for your family. You can trust them, let them know, talk back, sent you. You can give them a call at 1-888-214-7020. That's 1-888-214-7020. And you can certainly go to their website at safestep.com. Okay. Well, that kind of gives you a synopsis of what's been going on in the political world. And how can we not talk about what has happened in the last few weeks in the political world without mentioning this gentleman who I'm going to talk about next. And that is none other than Mr. Jim Clyburn, who's now being called a kingmaker because he actually created a shift, believe it or not, and the Democratic Party. How? Well because of the win in South Carolina that win in South Carolina spearheaded Joe Biden to totally leave any doubters if there were any doubters that he was going to win this thing there are there're none now. There are no doubters that Joe Biden probably will be the Democratic nominee. For President of the United States. And all of this happened because of the voter turnout in South Carolina held a few weeks ago. And that was because of the endorsement of none other than Jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn, uh, born July 21st, 1940, he's a true American politician. He serves the Democratic Party. He's been serving as House Majority Whip since 2019, and uh, he as he's a he's a politician. He's a politician to his core, and um, the word is that the Southern Democrats saved Joe Biden. The Southern Democrats saved Joe Biden, namely the state of South Carolina and specifically because of the endorsement of House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn. No doubt about it, Clyburn holds clout. He has a lot of clout and he certainly used it and he used it for Joe Biden and without it, I'm not sure if Biden would have won Or he would even be where he is now, of course, carrying all this momentum into the upcoming primary elections here in Ohio and, of course, in Florida. But um, people, I mean, Biden looks shaky to me. Let's face it. He looks shaky. He looked unsure of himself. He looked a bit tattered and he appeared to be flustered more than anything. And I was alarmed. I was frightened by that. I'm like, oh my God, who's who is really, uh, who's talking to Biden? Who's putting thoughts in his head? Because whomever it is, it's not working. Um, on the debates, he didn't look presidential. He didn't look calm. He didn't look like he had a, a, a thought out plan. But I noticed with Joe Biden, maybe you have as well, that when he's out on the road and he's doing the rallies and he's meeting with the people, the voters one-on-one, he's very presidential. He's very on point. He has a very uh, thought out plan that he's able to discuss thoroughly, confidently, and be very precise and very confident about it. I noticed that when he's out on the road and he's actually talking with the people, when he's in a grassroots situation, he's on point. He's presidential. He looks presidential. He looks self-assured and very calm. And he has the answers that we, we want to hear. So interesting. I noticed that. And then when he's on the debate uh, panel, uh, it, it, it appears a bit different, but I think I think going forward now that he has all of this momentum in his direction, that I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident that whomever is going to be coaching him for the upcoming debate with none other than Donald Trump, that he will be ready for it. But we have to give credit to this uh, Majority Whip Jim Clyburn because prior to biden winning south carolina it it just it did not look good it did not feel good total shift now total shift he went on to win nine other states in super tuesday and he just won in michigan and other uh midwestern states and he's he's on fire right now uh, so we have to thank jim clodburn for that uh he's been he's been uh been called now the kingmaker and uh, i find that um Pretty, pretty interesting. Um, he really has turned the Democratic Party upside down. He's given it life again, and um, he really has saved the Democratic Party. And so, we—if you—if ha- you haven't heard that, or if you don't think that—I think you need to go back and do some research on on uh, how the shift has basically taken place because he has changed the landscape of the 2020 elections. He saved the Democrats. This is coming out of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it says here he, he didn't just uh, endorse Biden, who campaign was clearly in trouble. He showed him how to revive it. That came out of the Wall Street Journal. And uh, he's got uh, when he got the endorsement of Jim Clyburn, that was all it took to spearhead this great momentum now that is in the favor of Joe Biden, thanks to Jim Clyburn. Absolutely. So uh, he's, a polit- he's a he's a politician's politician. He knows how to work the circuit, so to speak. And uh, he's going to now, uh, kind of double down if he if if I will if I can say that he's going to double down now and really make sure that clearly uh, Joe Biden is the nominee for the Democratic Party and that he goes on to win this election. It's not enough to become just the nominee uh, for the Democratic Party, but Biden has to win this election. Has to win. So voter turnout is key in every single district, state, all over this country. I we all understand now about how the delegates work. We understand that. We, under, we all understand that Clinton did win the popular vote four years ago. We understand that. Biden has to win the, the popular vote here in this year's election, and he has to win all the delegates. He has to do, he has to do both. Clearly he has to do it. And I think uh, he has the momentum to go forward and, uh, and do that. But winning the nomination is clearly not enough. He has to win the, um, the election. So James Clyburn, the godfather of the South Carolina Democratic, uh, swung his support to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. And it proved to be, uh, the, just what Joe Biden needed for this political swing. And believe me, uh, the gravel has been, um, handed down. And, uh, it is clearly in Joe Biden's favor, uh, clearly in his favor. And we, uh, we, I, I don't know if I'm giving out an endorsement here. Does it sound like I'm endorsing uh, Joe Biden? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I am, but, uh, I know that I'm not a fan of Trump. I've tried to be fair. I've shared over many other shows, uh, progressive, um uh, victories that he has won in the last four years with uh, with uh, the economy, but I've also shared the the real numbers on things um, that have hurt the American economy. Uh, Things with uh, this thing he had with China, he created with these tariffs with China that really did not do anything to help this economy, hurt the farmers I've shared that over previous shows. I've shared uh, where I think, and I've shared positive things that I think the President has done. Um, but they were minimal. And I am just totally um, amazed how he continues to give mis misinformation and and uh, totally untrue, statements that are totally untrue and then you hear some of his own advisors and people in his cabinet come along to say the totally opposite and you wonder how does the how does the highest office of the land and the most powerful office in the world how can they be so discombobulated and there's no continuity there I don't think he understands that uh, at all. And that's unfortunate for us as Americans of this country. It's unfortunate, should not ever be, must totally get out of it. We have to get from under this. And we have to move this country in a back to a direction of uh, solidarity and moving in a direction that includes all Americans, where all Americans can take part. And prosperity, and uh, we must get away from this divide that this administration, the Trump administration, has forced upon us. And um, so, yeah, if it so, if it seems like I am uh, a a proponent, or I'm a Democrat, uh, yeah, I guess you can say I'm a Democrat. Yeah, you could say, but I'm a conservative uh, Democrat. But yeah, I guess you could say I'm a Democrat because I will not be voting for Donald Trump. I did not four years ago, and I will not in this upcoming election. And by the way, let's let's not forget that Russia is still interfering in this year's upcoming elections. And they're finding their ways to interfere uh, through social media and through technology and ways that they can hinder our due process, which to me is a crime, is crimes and misdemeanor. Uh, Anytime uh, we've got a political, our own president who does not literally become outrageous and just outraged about something like that is totally beyond me. We did a show here on TalkBack on what the four founders meant when they created the articles of impeachment, what that meant. And this very things that this current administration has allowed, um, uh, is 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 what they were so afraid of and they were so careful to outline this must these things must never happen here. And yet they are happening under this administration. So if I sound a bit uh, partisan, yeah, I guess I am for sure in this. When we talk about the pandemic that's going on now, wow, I the uh, coronavirus is uh, amazing, and we're in a crisis. Uh, unfortunately, we are in a crisis all over this country. There's been 3,000 plus U.S. cases currently. 3,000. Um, and that includes the U.S. and United States numbers. So that's global uh, with the U.S. numbers, including 16 deaths. Now, the deaths uh, does, does not include global deaths of, uh, because of the coronavirus. I'm just giving you some numbers, I think, here for the United States. Forty five percent, by the way, of the American people approve of the way the current president is handling the pandemic. They do approve, and uh, he's added, let's see, I think he's added Ireland and the UK now to the travel ban, so they are no longer allowed to come into the country. However, now there are stipulations for U.S. residents. Uh, They can still come back into the country, but they have to be tested, which, by the way, I understand is total chaos at these airports, total chaos. At the O'Hare Airport here, just over this, just this weekend, uh, you're looking at long lines for testing for U.S. citizens coming back into the country, and they're being shuttled back and forth. I'm hearing unnecessarily for uh, for just to get tested. It it does not. It's not in agreement with the CDC guidelines, which is an issue by itself these testing that are being held at the airports, like for example, the O'Hare Airport in Chicago, the testings, some of them are in starch contradictions of CDC guidelines. So there's total chaos there, there's long lines, and um, it's, you know, it's, so we, I don't think we still have gotten a complete, clear, concise plan from this administration. I haven't heard it. Um, he even just got—he just got serious about the coronavirus here within the last few days. He had a rally not even two weeks ago, calling the coronavirus a Democrat—democratic hoax that the Democrats came up with. After hearing things that were going on in Italy, only after that did he get serious or somewhat serious about this virus. So I'm, I I never, ever, he never seems to amaze me on the, um, on his, uh, his, his neglect to be serious about things and give out factual information. There is some reports, though, that a lot of the drive-through services now that are available specifically in Rochelle, New York, have you heard about that? The new drive-through testing now where you can drive up, be tested you don't have to get out the car you don't have to go in uh, but you can be tested and uh, these are uh, supported by the CDC guidelines and they're working very well especially up there in Rochelle New York was they've had a major outbreak there as well and uh, the big concern it seems in the in the medical industry is bombarding the hospitals and the sick beds we don't have enough even ourselves accommodate a major outbreak here in this country. China built uh, hospitals here within the last month or so uh, at record numbers just to add more and more hospital beds. So I'm not sure that we have a good handle on that as far as having enough staff, enough hospital beds uh, for containment if there is a major outbreak here in this country. I, don't, I, have not, I haven't heard of it. Maybe you have, I haven't. So those are things that we need to be concerned about. And um, I pray and I hope that um, our current administration gets on top of this, stays on top of it. Um, did you see the, the press briefing this weekend with Donald Trump and how he spoke briefly about the virus and then added Uh, On a happy note, I may add about the stock market going up and at record numbers, he mentioned it two to three times. And I thought, wow, why would that be in the same statement as a major medical outbreak? I'm not getting it. I don't know if you do. I don't get it. So that's, you've got this week's latest topics. You're up to date. Thank you for listening to Talk Back. And don't forget to patronize our sponsor, Safe Step Walk In Tub. Again, if you have a loved one having some trouble getting in and out of the existing tub, call Safe Step Walk In Tub at 1 888 214 7020. That's 1 888 214 7020. You can certainly go to their website at go to Thank you for listening. Until next time. America.